to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Bullock. People, organizations, and communities need to prepare for and respond to natural and man-made disasters in a timely manner and in the most effective way possible. Our program examines what is being done before, during, and after a disaster and those unexpected events to keep you in the know. Disasters can happen to anyone. The question is, when will it happen to you? Now, here is your host, business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Fulick. Welcome to another episode of Preparing for the Unexpected. I'm your host, Alex Fulick, and as always, we like to talk about things related to disaster recovery, business continuity, resilience, COVID, well-being, anything that can help you, your organization, or your community plan for, respond to, and overcome adverse situations. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please feel free, reach out on LinkedIn. You can find me there. I am the only Alex Fulick on LinkedIn, so I'm really easy to find. Alternatively, you can find me at alexfulick.com. Longtime listeners, you'll know that I talked about presenting at the BCI World uh, in what was it, November or December, I forgot now, uh, 2021, and that my hope was to be able to get some of those speakers from that conference to come on the show and talk about something they wanted to talk about or um, present their uh, session from the conference. Today, I'm lucky enough to have one of those pre- presenters from the conference on the topic of supply chain, the silent lifeline for the success of risk management, business continuity, and crisis management. So I'd like to welcome to the show today, Kush Srivastava. Kush, welcome to the show. Thank you. And now, I know we've exchanged emails and I've seen your uh, bio and things like that. Can you take a minute or two and tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got into what you do? Okay. Uh, fantastic. So interesting question. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be covering 30 years in uh, uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm close to about uh, uh, experience, total experience, about 30 years, out of which uh, 20 years uh, with the uh, the uh, with the banking and financial services and uh, due while I was there so incidentally in the last for the last uh, 15 odd years okay I have been dedicated in the field of business contact crisis IT IT disaster recovery and resilience for organizations so uh, overall about a decade and a half of core experience in this domain uh, I am a uh, Certified auditor from uh, ICOR USA, and uh, I am a BCI, uh, MBCI from BCI UK. I am a business continuity expert from BCMI Singapore. I hold certifications from IC Australia, ICOR USA. So, <laughs> so uh, I think the only one remaining is South Africa. So I have to touch the African continent as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's that's on my district. Uh, that's on the on my thing. Uh, I have been uh, lucky enough to be um, uh, in my last uh, uh, assignment with Emirates National Oil. I have uh, been successfully uh, getting the entire group of forty-five group companies certified for ISO two two three zero one. So. I can say with pride that um, that uh, uh, I I have uh, dealt with the BCM life in close quarters. So that's about me in terms of uh, the 
professional experience. I stay in Dubai with my wife and my daughter, and I have uh, two dogs, one cat, and a few birds. <laughs> <laughs> quite, so quite the household me. there. <laughs> ah, yeah, you know, no, the, uh, and especially during the COVID time, uh, when you couldn't go out, so these were the biggest uh, stress busters in the house itself. <laughs> Well, yes, having dogs, cats, and birds, yeah, that definitely Absolutely. stress relievers. <laughs> focusing a lot there. <laughs> Absolutely. No, the, uh, uh, the aspect is continuity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, so welcome to the show. I'm, I'm glad you're here. And uh, as I say, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about supply chain. Now, one mm-hmm. of the things you talked about in your presentation at BCI World, um, you talked about domains and common elements. Mm-hmm. First of all, could you talk to us about domains, what uh, you meant by those and what they are? Okay. Uh, I'm talking about the four domains which are which contribute to the resiliency of an organization. Uh, primarily, uh, crisis management, risk management, business continuity, and supply chain management. Now, uh, very uh, post-COVID, the, the dynamics have uh, uh, enlarged and I could actually include the cyber, cyber threat also in this, uh, uh, in, this uh, in these domains. And if I take the development of, uh, of the last uh, uh, two weeks or three weeks, then I would include economic and political risk, especially due to the ongoing uh, Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine conflict. So, Primarily, I'm going to be talking about business country crisis management, supply chain, and risk management. And when I talk about the common elements, okay, uh, the common elements relate to the aspect of, you see, all these four domains, okay, they have elements of uncertainty, they have elements of disruption, okay, they are heavily regulated, okay. the important aspect is the aspect of reputation of an organization. If any of these four domains get impacted, the uh, direct impact on the safety and the stakeholder interest that comes into play. Okay, and uh, the uh, what is important is the aspect the aspect of uh, the common ele- element of. Uh, confidence and awareness of the employees if they have uh, tested their plans or if they know what they have to do, if they know what is critical for the company. And this will involve uh, two major elements, which is the robust supply chain and uh, uh, the element of teamwork where everybody contributes to the organization interest with optimization of resources. So that's the common element part of the of these all these four domains and the prime aspect is to protect the safe uh, human and assets of the company now let me get on to the aspect of leveraging okay there we go okay uh, how do you how is how are these domains uh, four domains leverage on each other based on the common element okay now let's first consider the aspect of business continuity and risk management in these uh, two domains. Okay, I have you see all these 
uh, uh, domains, all four domains require aspect from if I want to uh, want to add uh, want to add the uh, for resilience to the company. Okay, they have to be comprehensive, coordinated, planned, and collaborative. So that's the common element, even among all the four elements. Four. How do you suggest? I'm just curious. How do you suggest getting these four domains to talk to each other? I know. Yeah. I know many. You know, we kind of understand that. Yeah, we need to work together, but there are still so many organizations that have a crisis management team that works in silos. That you know, if something happens, then they come on board. But meanwhile, they haven't been involved with risk management or business continuity at any other. Yes. Time. So do you a have very any, interesting and a very important yeah. point. Do you have any suggestions on how to yeah. bring some of these teams together? Yes, yes, yes. The uh, uh, it's a very important uh, uh, and a key question of what the, what uh, of uh, the uh, the answer to do would mean uh, success during a disruption from a disruption or emergency or not. One of the prime reasons for all the. Uh, facts that you mentioned that there are different teams not talking to each other is the two key aspects. One is aspect of the governance structure. Okay. And the second is the, uh, and the related is the aspect of, of individual owners of these domains. That means if I don't have a common element in the governance structures, which will bind a unified action during a crisis or an emergency when it comes to risk, handling risk, or managing crisis, or ensuring business continuity. So the key element here is that while I may have different plans, I may have different uh, documentation, I may have different uh, teams managing the different aspects and uh, under different locations. The important and key aspect is unless and until I have a congruence in terms of the governance framework, okay, I will still be facing surprise. This, the existing model of a siloed will only be successful <coughs> if I have tested these individual plans and coordinated with these plans enough number of times to take care of all my uh, surprises and all the gaps which may uh, happen in between these uh, in these uh, plan owners and in these uh, for these disciplines so which is the really reason exactly why i say that when you are talking about business country risk management what are we talking about what is the common element okay what are what is business continuity and, and risk management uh, uh, this thing. What are they addressing? They give confidence. They give. Uh, they they ensure uh, a common service level agreement. I want to just quickly cover on the service level agreement, where normally with suppliers, vendors, and service providers, you have a service level which is generally uh, uh, driven on business as usual situation. I do not see. In most of the organizations, they cover only the business as usual. They do not, I repeat, do not cover crisis, SLAs, 
So that means the same provider, instead of providing 10 resources in a crisis, if he is expected to uh, expected to provide two resources, three resources in a crunch timeline, he is again guided by 10 resources in four hours, five hours. But I, in a crisis situation, I should be three three resources within one hour of a intimation or required demand. So those are aspects which are common elements which can be which which need to get addressed whether when you are taking care of risk and business continuity. Okay, the aspect of uh, the disruption. Okay, how you see normally what happens is uh, what constitutes a disruption. What is an event which will invoke or which will instigate or trigger the incident management plan or crisis management? Those are aspects which are commonly not even understood by the uh, uh, front-level employees or front-level staff. So across the organization, they should know what constitutes an issue and when is an BCP or risk management or a, a crisis management trigger needs to be pulled in. Okay, so that's the common element. And you see, when I'm talking about the uh, uh, commonality between the uh, uh, the leveraging between business BCM and uh, risk management, the relevance importance of on both the sides of the teamwork, the aspect of communication, the aspect of co- of uh, uh, stakeholder management, the uh, the aspect of protecting the human life, assets of the company, or reputation or market share. So these are common elements which need to get addressed when uh, uh, which need to be properly addressed. And once you have a common element of uh, managing these uh, business country and risk management with these aspects, you are a- adding to the uh, to the resilience of the. Uh, organization. Now let's get on to the one which is relates to the supply chain and crisis management. Can I have to just move to the next? Yeah. So on the you see, just as I have spoken about business continuity and crisis and risk management, similarly you have the aspect of crisis management and supply chain. The reason why we take this into account is the uh, uh, as I had exp- as I have explained that you need to be considering the the transaction life cycle or production life cycle or service life cycle in its totality and entirety. So uh, you need to address the aspect of uncertainty during a crisis uh, or uncertainty due to to a supply chain disruption or the uh, robustness of supply chain management and uh, the optimization of uh, supply chain during a crisis and uh, the element of uh, economies of scale during a crisis and while during uh, a supply chain disruption. So you see, I will be taking us uh, presenting a little later on the aspect of supply chain and especially in the wake of the supply chain relevance in today's times because of the COVID, because of uh, the uh, 23rd, 24th May event in the Suez Canal. So we'll, we'll come to that, but that's the important aspect of why we should be leveraging on the, the on these four uh, key uh, domains to be able to 
comprehensively coordinate uh, manage the resilient aspect of in a coordinated planned and a collaborative manner this might <clears throat> excuse me this might seem like a silly question but i'm going to ask it anyway cuz i, I want to hear what you have to say what happens if these groups don't want to work with each other what happens in the in the end you see uh, i'll i'll give you you see uh, we've seen this aspect uh, it's an important uh, uh, key element of the success you see the important element here is the commonality and governance if you are having a governance a structure which is not in contributing to the resilience of the company then what happens is that all these uh, domains are it's like all four uh, four uh, 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 people driving in different directions okay for all the key uh, people driving in different directions ultimately you see it is for the senior management executive management to realize that if these are not in sync okay they should be able to realize the aspect of you see in risk management you always do the treat tolerate transfer terminate and as it. so in this case if you know that these are not getting uh, they are not in sync the senior management should see that whether they will be able to still manage their operations with the, with the, with the current risk or whether they are tolerating the risk or whether they want to treat the situation so it is an important aspect that where if these four domains are not getting governed within ultimately it will impact organization as a whole any small disruption any small out uh, uh, outage is going to expose the organization to its customers to its stakeholders to its regulators to its other stakeholders and that's not very good for the organization right because if you're not doing this the same thing or working together um let's say three of these domains are working together business continuity supply chain and risk management but crisis management is completely out of touch then what crisis management ends up doing is probably hampering and harming the work that the other three are trying to do right you see i'll tell you just uh, there is a chain effect chain impact you see any incident any event which happens okay the way the uh, the way the plans work is the first comes into the play is the incident management plan okay then comes the emergency response plan if there is a human injury involved or human impact in a, due to the outage or emergency or the crisis then comes the crisis management plan and then comes the business continuity plan and along with these four plans the itdr plan has to come in pitch in at the right time because today technology is the biggest enabler so that is the reason why it is important that all these that's why i i i lay a great emphasis that the governance structure or the way the framework of resiliency is organized in the company will define whether it will succeed out from a crisis or whether it will go down so it is important when i say succeed from a crisis that means they will be able to they have 
all the as- relevant aspects of continuity risk crisis supply chain are getting addressed by the respective teams and respective owners in uh, when uh, when a crisis situation or emergency situation arises and these actors play the right role the problem is that sometimes when the the three actors know what the script is and what their role, their role is and one of the actors as you rightly mentioned is unaware or is not cooperating or is is new to the whole or is is not having knowledge of the interdependencies within the uh, domains that is when the problem arises mm-hmm. yeah that'll hamper what everybody else is trying to do and you'll end up with a bigger crisis than what you had or a separate crisis altogether just Absolutely. trying to keep things going yes so we can now go to the other aspects of the where okay so uh, you see uh, uh, when i analyze these uh, these uh, congruences uh, the common elements you see i need to address so many uh, these i have listed down some 10 aspects which need to be considered in its totality the it outage the adverse weather outsourcing fa- failure uh, outsourcer failure sorry uh, insolvency in supply chain cyber attack lack of skilled uh, staff human illness so you see these are all the elements which will you see it's like it, it's like uh, the uh, the tripod if one of the uh, one of the elements or one of the legs is having an issue it will definitely impact the other two and the stability of the uh, tripod so it is important here in this case here we are talking about multipod airway because you see these all these aspects have a chain impact on uh, chain impact on the other aspects within the company say take for example it outage will have major outage because technology is there lack of skilled staff if you do not have the right staff to do the processing the human illness we have seen a lot of it in the last two years because of mm. covid and you see cyber attack is uh, you see with the you see the amount of uh, uh, investment and the amount of awareness which has come in into the technology field by organizations one has seen that there has been a multifold increase you see uh, at the outset of uh, of the covid impact okay uh, the infosys infosys is one of the largest uh, software service providers in india you see you can imagine that they had to literally uh, uh, prepone their five year requirement and three year requirement of laptops to literally the next three months or four months why because you see there were no people working in the office 100% people working from home they had the challenge the, on the it side you had the aspect of security networking uh the confidentiality aspect of so all those are aspects which need which were taken into account which have which have become reality the aspect of digitalization of operations has another has been another uh, the key, key aspect where in the digitization journey you can have everything running if everything is 
manage within your employees. But at the same part of time, when you are having a supply chain or when you are having a transaction life cycle, service management life cycle, where you have service providers, vendors, and uh, the uh, uh, so so those will need to be getting. They need to be incorporated into your systems, okay, IT systems, and the uh, sick, including their their part of training, including their part of the uh, security and access and controls and everything. And coupled with this is the risk of the cyber threat. So those are all. You see, uh, there is a very typical example in COVID of water hole technique being utilized by hackers. Now, water hole technique is like, you see, when I, in, uh, or probably when Kush Srivastava or Alex are working from home on an official laptop, okay, all the controls are there, okay, uh, official laptop. But when the same laptop is being used by my son, okay, then at some point of time, okay, then the uh, then it gets into the, uh, uh, then it that that is cloned by the hacker. Okay. Now, once Alex or Kush go to the office and log on to the official network, that is when the clone or the hacker will attack or will uh, have access to the uh, will have access to uh, the uh, official network. So this is where is it? I'm just getting a very important call. Can I just take? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. So, so that's the kind of a risk what we have running it. Now, let's go on to the next aspect of what before are the move, impact of this. Before we move on to the next one, we got to take a quick break. So today we're talking about supply chain, the silent lifeline for the success of risk management, business continuity, and crisis management. <clears throat> Excuse Absolutely. me, I'm losing my voice. And we're talking today with Kush Srivastava, and we will be right back. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fulick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Tune in each week for the Labenthal Report with hosts Dominic Tavella and Michael Hartzman. The Labenthal Report keeps you in tune with market conditions, investment opportunities, and outlooks based on the stories and headlines to keep you in touch with your financial success. Are you picking the right financial path? 
Find out by listening to the Labenthal Report live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to preparing for the unexpected with alex fullen email your questions to info at stone-road.com again that's info at stone-road.com now back to preparing for the unexpected welcome back today we are talking with kush srivastava about supply chain the silent lifeline for the success of risk management business continuity and crisis management Kush, you know, um, continue on where you are. You were telling us a great story here of the congruence. So uh, if you would continue on. Okay, great. So what I was mentioning about the impact of the uh, various uh, factors, okay, and how these factors are impacting the supply chain, risk management, business continuity, and the, uh, uh, and the aspect of resiliency for the organization. You see, all those what we have been speaking about are factors which are impacting the uh, impacting the procurement life cycle of the company. Practi- uh, are getting uh, the train requires the trained and skilled manpower availability, uh, constant availability. The aspect of communication and coordination the aspect of planning, uh, having a plan B for your supply chain management. Now, why I am mentioning all these aspects is because of the uh, common elements what we have just uh, discussed. And these are the other elements where these aspects or these factors will get impacted if you do not lay the basic foundation if you do not have the basic uh, clarity among the employees and their their documentation and the framework and the governance level and the organization. Now, uh, coupled with what they say is the aspect of the the vendor management or the cyber and data security aspect, the confidentiality aspect, the now... uh, um, the today, uh, as we speak in the post-COVID world, there have been various uh, uh, ways of continuing your business by leveraging and partnership by leveraging partnerships and strategic alliances. So those are aspects which will need to be taken into account when we are talking about the resiliency of an organization and the importance of these four domains. Now, now let me just. Uh, 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 next, please. Now, let me just cover the aspects of uh, the what are the what common imperatives across these four domains. Okay, the documentation, the currency of plans. That means they should be current and not outdated. They should be reviewed. They should be updated. All that aspect. Then the aspect of training and awareness. I may have the best of the plans, but if my people don't know it, they will. Not be it will not be an effective uh, during a crisis or emergency. The aspect of early warning system is is an important element. Why? 
because early warning system is when people recognize the issue or the flower. You see, uh, everybody knows that when the fire alarm is ringing, okay, they they should evacuate the building. But if they see a spark or if they see something uh, which has not triggered the alarm, should they be concerned? So those are key elements where you see similarly, especially in the where the organization has multi-operation side, multi-location side, multi-nationalities working in the organization. You see the aspect, I may, you see, uh, I have had instances where the early warning, in spite of being, uh, uh, you see, people know, having been trained in knowledge, they could not raise uh, react at the right time because of the language issue, the vernacular language issue. So the an Indian guy was telling somebody something in his own native language, um, and uh, the Filipino was unable to understand what this person. Now this Filipino is a manager. Now the Filipino manager was unable to appreciate that he understood that there is something this man is trying to tell me. But the same thing. So you see, those are aspects which will need to be taken into account. And the other importance is the aspect of the top management commitment. Okay, when I say top management commitment, the they should have when you want to succeed in such an endeavor of, of they should uh, it should be having the right support and right uh, ethos from the senior management with their support with their allocation of budget with their uh, uh, allocation of role and responsibilities and ensuring that the right resources are managing the right uh, right uh, 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 right locate right uh, positions that means crisis manager business country manager supply chain specialist or for that matter business uh, risk manager everybody has to be the adequately trained and uh, adequately uh, experienced now let us see what is the rolling impact of this on the supply chain management now i was talking about the aspect of you see rolling impact is on account of on account of see i have taken four key examples okay i will not cover all of them in uh, detail. You see, all these. Uh, the they have taken the example of COVID nineteen and its related impact. Okay, during COVID nineteen, what has happened? The cost of doing business has gone up. Need for quick management decision is the need of the hour. Okay, they need to relook uh, at the uh, finance and the costing model. Uh, there is regulatory compliance to be adhered to. There is the new operating model or the new normal has defined so many other things. Now, let, let me take the aspect of uh, the supply chain so Suez Canal blockade. Okay, what did it do? You see, today, let me just uh, just to cover uh, quickly. Okay, uh, the uh, Suez Canal is a 93-94 kilometer uh, journey for a for a for a ship. It has a certain uh, so the, the, it has certain number of bends where they, they, it takes longer for an uh, for a large type ship which will like which was which had got stuck to clear is there to uh, pass through the canal. There are certain portions of the canal where there is the, the canal is so narrow that two ships cannot uh, pass side by side. 
the large i'm talking about the right you see the other important aspect is that swiss canal today as we speak uh, handles 12% of the uh, global trade okay then you see time and cost impact because of non availability of swiss canal it will if i take uh, the if you have to go through the cape of good hope good hope which is the down south on the african continent it will mean 12 additional days of journey this will have legal impact insurance impact this will have the uh, uh, this will have a major risk to the supply chain and production life cycles for the end customer so that's your on the supply that's why i we have to consider these all the business continuity the risk aspect and the uh, the crisis aspect on the supply chain the on the cyber security you see i have just mentioned we were talking about the cyber security about the uh, the complexities of hosting complexities of cloud solution the hidden terms and conditions of the uh, providers and uh, the legal uh, remedies available to person who has suffered a loss so those are all aspects which are uh, which add to the cyber risk and which will need to be addressed when you are considering all these four domains uh, global economic outlook it can't be uh, uh, much worse than what we are seeing as an impact of the uh, ukraine and i'm saying you see the uh, oil price oil per price per barrel has moved up from literally from 65 dollars to 141 145 in the last uh, 20 days so those are all uh, those that's the reality of the risk and how it should be taken into account when you are uh, seeing the uh, when you are seeing or addressing the supply chain in view in line with the other domains so now let me uh, just quickly cover the aspect of how supply chain can aid uh, for better business continuity crisis management plan and the role in response and recovery okay so i am going to be covering uh, mapping of supply chain preferential status of customer the declustering in the production uh, cycle okay that's the key elements which we will be which i'm going to be talking about okay now i'm let's talk about the aspect of uh, uh, mapping the supply chain next please okay uh, mapping of supply chain is nothing but your you see i'm what i'm doing is that i, I represent the entire uh, required uh, transaction life cycle as nodes and links where my nodes is represents the uh, uh, entities such as the supplier distributor customers and my links represent the uh, uh, link represents the uh, uh, flows uh, uh, that include material service funds and information so one is the Uh, uh on the aspects of party and on the on the other is the aspect of what constitutes a say what constitutes a, a, a supply chain or a production life cycle now when i am doing this kind of a modeling with the nodes and links okay i have a lot uh, uh, i have uh, the certain challenges okay now i am what if the suppliers if i have Large number of supplier, and I have different supplier base. So 
you see the when i'm drawing these uh, supply chain maps okay the complexity of operations complexity of product uh, uh, product categories and the production processes they contribute to the challenges in my supply chain mapping the solution to all this is that i have to be i have to make this supply chain mapping much simpler okay demand chain geography the uh, geographic location so uh, i do common elements of the supply chain where i am doing the supply and sites differentiation and uh, ensuring that my bill of material i have drawn the end to end uh, requirement of production life cycle so that's how i will make my uh, uh, production life cycle uh, mapping more uh, comprehensive and i can see the gaps and risks and interdependencies better now uh, uh, i am uh, going to the next aspect okay uh, uh, in the interest of time i am not getting into the example of uh, the supply chain mapping okay now let me take a, a, the, the 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 aspect of how as a preferred customer you can have better supply chain uh, management okay when i am becoming a see as a supplier or as a provider okay you become a supplier you become a preferred customer and when i say a preferred customer that means there is a better relationship between the provider and the customer so that means i will have a more transparent relationship with my counterparty i will share the relevant information i will treat the suppliers ethically i'll pay them on time and i will empathize on their while as an as a person uh, or as as if i am you know, stepping into their shoes what this happens is what this results in is is a more robust relationship between the parties which will aid to the aspect of resiliency now let us see I, the next one i've got one. a quick question for you <clears throat> yeah because it's i hear about it quite a bit and i've experienced it do you have anything to say when organizations um or partners are reluctant to share information they want everything from you but they don't want to give you any of their information do you have any comments uh, on that ab- absolutely you see you see normally you see normally uh, uh, organizations or managements they don't want to share the secret or they don't want to share the information uh, one is because of the typical terms and conditions okay uh, of uh, which they are uh, uh, getting governed in the market by the other important element is the element that you see there is uh, everybody thinks that if i give out certain information okay i am my competitor or my competition is going to use that information against me now it could be uh, it could be as a, a simple information that where do you source your raw materials from which countries with geography they don't want to share the information why because they are uh, they, they they fear that they they have 
uh, normal natural fears of uh, of compromising on their relationship with their suppliers and uh, provider so that is the, so do, some of them inherent are inherent but where you see when your model is strong when your operational practices are strong when your uh, uh, when your production life cycle service management life cycle are robust okay then you don't worry about it because then you would have taken care that if a sub plan a with supplier a is not working i can uh, deploy strategy b so or i can have some strategy uh, plan c so those are aspects which you see as uh, as the uh, organization grows they can uh, handle it uh, in a more professional manner okay okay so now let us talk about declustering okay uh, you see i'll uh, just give you a, a declustering is uh, is all about uh, when organizations tend to take advantage of uh, of uh, of uh, a central a certain uh, cost and logistics issue and government incentive schemes from a certain uh, region or certain country or where there is a availability of cheap labor or abundance of labor or there are the, uh, advantages of tax tariff and all so all the providers they go for such a kind of a uh, supply a supply chain now uh, this has been extremely uh, uh, tested uh, in the thailand floods of 2011 okay this is where when uh, there were uh, uh, the thailand floods had impacted okay the shortage of uh, of uh, hard disk drives okay the prices i remember had gone three times the the normal price people out of work 600000 okay uh, factory shut 9800 okay 6000 plus automobiles not produced okay uh, uh, the sales of various uh, uh, large corporations were down why because there was lack of supply of the critical part okay and this is where the uh, the impact was uh, has to be imp- has to be understood by organizations where they should ensure that they have different regions they have different uh, plants uh, uh, from different uh, region and country and reconsider the aspect of the uh, distribution and receipt points of uh, ports and airports and re- from different regions and ask supplier to de-risk from a single plant or single source so that's on your declustering of the uh, supply chain management and lastly let me uh, uh, the uh, since i will just cover the last aspect of flexible supply chain i'll cover it in a minute which is the supply chain should be adaptable and should be flexible and should be able to adapt to quickly to the risk events and risk uh, with the change in demand and disruption in supply chain so those are all how do you do this okay it could be because of variability in the uh, and supply in the supply chain flexibility the material flexibility the scheduling flexibility the capacity flexibility energy flexibility okay and lastly workforce flexibility when i talk when i say flexibility that means 
I have a primary strategy, plan A for all aspects of supply chain, capacity, energy, or workforce, and I have a plan B. So that means that's where you are coming at in terms of the in terms of ensuring that your supply chain end to end has uh, the has a built-in uh, mechanism which will ensure the continuity and which will ensure resiliency for the organization. How do or how far do you go with that? Every single supplier or just your key suppliers? Because that could be a lot of work if it's every single person you or organization um, that you deal with. No, you see, it's a very simple. Uh, if you take it as a, uh, if you take the eighty uh, twenty principle, okay. Normally, what you see, what is happening is that uh, from a uh, key from the aspect of uh, what companies are doing is on the key aspect of uh, key suppliers and the same. They are uh, either uh, getting into multiple arrangements on the key aspects, especially with the with, with, on the supply chain risk aspect. And the second important aspect, what organizations have been doing is that they, over a period of time, they have brought in the aspect of uh, forward and backward integration within the company. So forward and backward integration is, that means they will go into the aspect of acquiring or uh, letting off the certain aspects of their operations so that the, the, the their dependency uh, gets reduced and they have a better control on the end-to-end process. Okay. On that note, we've come to the end of our show. Kush, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, and I did want to say, anyone who was listening that uh, could hear Kush say next, please, we were actually looking at some slides as we were going through. So just to explain <laughs> what Kush was saying there. <laughs> okay. Kush, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Alex. And I wish everybody uh, best of luck in all their endeavors in life and stay safe. Bye-bye. And on that note, we've come to the end of the show. Everybody watching and listening, stay prepared, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Preparing for the Unexpected. Please tune in for another edition featuring your host, Alex Bullock, next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you here next week.